How's it going, everybody? So here to do a double feature review. I haven't done one of these yet. Well, let me rephrase. I haven't done one of these in a long time. But um, last night, I watched White Noise, directed by Noam Bombach, which such a fantastic director. Director of Marriage Story and um, The Squid and the Whale, which I, I haven't seen that one, which I need to go back and watch that one. I think he's done a few others as well, possibly. I know he's got a bunch of shorts. Uh, but, you know, famous director directed to Greta Gerwig, who Greta Gerwig is a actor-director herself. Um, love Greta Gerwig. I'm actually surprisingly more familiar with her filmography than I am his. But I watched that. I watched White Noise, and I also today watched Elvis. So, if you want to know about what I think about both of these movies, stick around. <laughs> So movie number one is obviously White Noise because I'm sure that's the one that most people probably don't know about or if you're like me and you spend 30 minutes scrolling on Netflix before you actually pick something, you've probably run a passive and like, eh, maybe, but you never actually click on it because let's just be honest, that's what we all do on Netflix. But I saw a couple people that I follow on TikTok talking about this movie and um, I didn't honestly know it was even a thing. I mean, I knew Noah Baumbach had a, a deal with Netflix for a handful of movies, I think, and I knew that when his next one would come out after Marriage Story that it would drop on Netflix, but for whatever reason, I never really kept up with it or anything like that. I had no idea what it was called, which is really bad me, bad film buff. I dropped the ball in that regard. Um, but yeah, you know, I saw a couple of people talk about it, and I was wanting to watch something before I went to bed last night, you know, and I was like... Yeah, it's Adam Driver, it's Greta Gerwig, it's, you know, Don Cheadle, it's a bunch of really great people in this movie. Loved Marriage Story. Marriage Story is a hard movie to watch. Marriage Story is not a movie you can watch all the time, but I loved Marriage Story, so I was like, hey, why not? Um, this movie might be, I mean, I've only seen two of his movies, so it's not really saying much, but... I definitely think I like White Noise better than I do Marriage Story. This movie is so fascinating, and it's a movie that I want to watch at least two or three more times just to study it. There is so much that he does with the camera work, with the set pieces, with people in the backs of frames, with dialogue, and they all sort of act as this compass for the story and it's fascinating there are two scenes in particular without giving too many specifics away there's a scene near the beginning of the movie where Don Cheadle and Adam Driver have a scene together they're both professors at this school and I'm not going to say anything more than that but they have this scene where they are both talking about two different subjects and it goes back and forth between the both of them the way the camera is used in this scene, plus the dialogue, Adam Driver's acting, Don Cheadle's acting, there's something absolutely masterful about the way this this scene is shot. I was just completely transfixed for however long the scene took place, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was. I just could not take my eyes off of it. And then there's another scene 
near the end of the movie where Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig, who plays his wife in the movie, have a really hard conversation. And it's a really uncomfortable conversation to be a part of. But in the same way with that scene with the professors, they he does it again, but different. And the way the camera works, the, the 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 camera is used the way the just the acting the, the way she, just everything about it was just it it really was done in a way that I had never seen done on film before seen similar but not as precise and masterful as this and by the time the movie was over I realized I had gone on a journey that I didn't know that I wanted to have gone on. But at the end of it, I was like, that was such a profound experience. And it all happened in just over a couple hours. And it's one of the few times that, you know, this is this is the only slight spoiler that I will do for this. At the end of the movie, it ends with them shopping at this uh, shopping mart, which you see a handful of times in the movie, but it ends in a fucking dance number. And it's one of the most bizarre, yet comforting, and it just sort of makes sense for what this movie is. Like, I don't know how to describe what this movie is. It is definitely a dark satire. Definitely is a commentary about the way we perceive death, and imminent danger and life. It is filmed from a pseudo Steven Spielberg emblem like David Fincher sort of like Hitchcock sort of kind of way but with all of the things that make Noah Baumbach such a wonderful storyteller. And Again, it just really was one of those things where I didn't know that I wanted to go on this journey. But by the end of it, I was like, I'm really glad that I watched this. Because this is probably going to go down as one of my favorite movies. I don't know if it'll it'll break my top 100 favorite films. It might. But it's one of those that... Which is another reason why I want to watch it again. You know, just from a studying it point of view because they because you know whenever you watch a movie for the first time you're sort of even those of us that are film buffs and have seen hundreds or thousands of movies you still exist in this place of you're kind of there on the ride as much as you're paying attention to cinematography and acting and things like that you're really just there on the ride because you have no idea where it's going 90 percent of the time it's very rare well let me rephrase that when a movie is done poorly that is usually when those of us that have seen a bunch of movies are going to be able to pick up oh this plot is going here this is going there um sometime most of the time that's a bad thing sometimes it's not like you know you look at avatar the way of water everything that happens in avatar the way of water is something we've seen in some movie you know um before but it's the it's the box, it's the wrapping paper that it's in that makes it okay that it is such a simplistic 
story. And so you have situations like that. But with this, it's it's just so unique. It's such a different film. And I loved it. And even since last night, I've been trying to figure out what I want to rate it and what I think about it. And honestly, I think I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Like, it's one of those movies where... Because, okay, most of the time when you watch a movie and you notice, like, oh, I wish that was better, I wish that was better, I wish that was different, you can kind of gauge it as you're going along. There was literally nothing in this movie where I was like, I wish this was different. I wish this scene wasn't here. You know, all this, this is taking too long, or, or I'm not, we're not getting enough time with this. Like, again, everything was done so precisely, and everything had purpose. And by the end of the movie, when the credits start rolling and the dance number happens, you're just like, wow, this is so unusual to have a movie that actually seems like it was planned out and that everything had a purpose and a reason. And for that reason, I give it a 10 out of 10. And if you've got Netflix and you want to watch like a really good movie... Um, again, it it touches on some really deep, really hard subjects, but it does it in a pseudo National Lampoon kind of way, which I, I don't, just, just when you watch it, you'll understand what I mean. It's really quirky. It is a really quirky movie, um, but I can't recommend it enough. Um, I don't know if this is an, a movie that all audiences will enjoy. But it, it is definitely a movie that I think most audiences will get something out of it. Um, so yeah, so I recommend it. So that is review numero uno. All right, guys, and here to the, the main event and my, my thoughts on Elvis. And, you know, it's kind of apropos that I'm reviewing this because believe the last podcast they did before this was talking about Lisa Marie Presley passing away so I'm not even going to pretend to hide the fact that yeah you know her you know the Golden Globes just happening and and her passing away definitely kind of lit a fire under my butt to be like this has been on HBO on, on HBO Max forever now I need to just sit I, just, I need to just go ahead and watch this because I want to watch it before the Oscars, you know, so I did. So I spent this afternoon slash part of the evening watching it. And let me, let me give some history. Um, Elvis is a very interesting topic just for me as a person, because when I was younger, I loved Elvis. I listened to his music all the time with my sisters. Like, oftentimes when we would be playing with action figures and Barbie dolls and things, we would have Elvis playing in the background because it was music that all of us kids really, you know, really enjoyed. And so Elvis was definitely music that I listened to a lot. It was, growing up, it was Elvis and Elton John and various country artists like Merle Haggard and Alan Jackson, Shania Twain, all of that kind of stuff. Um, the Eagles, the Doobie Brothers, that is kind of what I grew up on 
for the vast majority of my childhood. But in middle school, once I started getting into classic rock, I was listening to Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and getting into other bands and then getting into metal, starting to listen to, you know, like Disturbed and, you know, different things like that. I got to this place where, for whatever reason, I just didn't like Elvis anymore as an artist. Now, as a, as a person, as a figure of music, I always respected him as an artist. It was never one of those things where I was like, ugh, Elvis, you know? It was never one of those things. And and even when I would be in the car, if somebody was like listening to Elvis, or I'd go to somebody's house and they'd listen to Elvis, it's not one of those things where they like, oh God, turn Elvis off. God, why are you listening to that? It's just not an artist that I would choose to put on myself, right? It was kind of one of those things. But it is true, and I agree with a lot of people that say, if Elvis and the Beatles, because I both think they both equally had the same impact in different ways, if Elvis and the Beatles had never happened, I don't think any of us can really ever know where music would be today. We, we can theorize that maybe somebody else would have come around and we, 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 even if it was later, we would have still arrived at the same place. But we don't know that for sure. I mean, they both had such a major impact on music that, you know, they revolutionized things. And so again, I always appreciated Elvis, but, you know, once I got older, I, I stopped kind of listening to him. But, so I went into this movie with a little bit of skepticism because I was like, you know, every year I try to watch the Oscar bait movies, um, the movies that a lot of people think are possibly going to get nominated. I, I pay attention to the, the, the film part of YouTube and, and things like that that I watch and I kind of go by what they're saying. And then, of course, you know, if when the nominations come out, you know, if I haven't seen movies that are nominated, then, you know, I try to fill in those gaps. I make sure I see them so that I can have an opinion of my own. So with all the buzz and everything, you know, again, just going back to what I was saying before, it was, you know, it, I, I needed to watch this, you know, um, didn't expect to have the journey with this movie that I did. Um, The first thing I will say, since I just spent the last three or four minutes talking about it, is I could definitely say I'm an Elvis fan again. I didn't realize how much I really do enjoy his music. Um, So I don't know if that's me changing or... Or, or what, but if nothing else, this movie got me to enjoy Elvis again, so that's cool. Um, but the short answer is, this movie is so good, it broke my top ten of last year. I thought I had finalized my list, okay? I mean, you know, but it really did. Um, I think I've got it at the seventh place. Um is where I think I put it. It's either in 7th or 8th place on my list. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Baz Luhrmann fan. I, lo- I think the only Baz Luhrmann movie I haven't seen is Romeo and Juliet. 
But I love Great Gatsby. I love Australia. I love Moulin Rouge. You know, um, such an interesting director. And so, you know, going going into this, I knew it was going to be a ride. Um, Austin Butler absolutely killed this role. And I will absolutely echo what everyone else is saying. It's going to be between him and Brendan Fraser for the Best Actor Award. And I've only seen a handful of clips of Brendan Fraser in The Whale. I have not seen The Whale yet, so I don't want to fully make commentary on that. But I will say this. If Austin Butler ends up getting the award, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Because he does something absolutely incredible with this like legitimately incredible um and yeah you know I I mean I, I can also agree with some people that say um I do think the movie is maybe 20 30 minutes too long they're in the middle ish area and I say middle ish because it's not exactly right in the middle it's closer to the end of the movie but you know it, it's still in that middle area um I think if you would have taken out those 20-30 minutes it legitimately would be a perfect movie um I personally didn't have a problem with Tom Hanks um I know a lot of people didn't like his portrayal um thought it was a little too cartoony or over the top for whatever reason, I bought into it from the very beginning, you know, and I stayed bought into it to the end. Are there some shots or some scenes where maybe the fat suit doesn't look as good as in other scenes? Sure. I'll, you know, I'll give you that. It, um, but as far as the character itself and his portrayal, things like that, I really didn't have a problem with it, you know. I, I, I really didn't, so I'm not going to use any criticisms I have against the movie because I just feel like that would be unfair because it didn't take me out of the movie. Did I notice it? Yes, but it didn't take me out of the movie. The only time I'm going to use something like that against a movie is if it ruins my experience with the movie. But if it doesn't ruin my experience, I just feel like that's unfair. And it didn't. Did I notice it? Yes. But did it bother me? Not in the slightest. This movie is fantastic. From start to finish, it is... The, the, the first half of it is so brilliantly done and, you know, it really does introduce you to who Elvis was as a person and his family and how he got his start and getting into the industry and, and you know, what the Colonel did and all that kind of stuff. And the end of the movie is so tragic and so just harrowing and just just as each thing keeps happening you just feel more and more sorry for this guy and you can just see how he really was just preyed upon and um and then of course you know the end of the movie where you know they do talk about him passing away and and stuff and and it's just sad you know because you can tell even from the beginning you know, in his early life, he really did just 
love music and want to be on stage and want to um, give people a good time, you know, and, you know, you had somebody come in and, again, without spoiling too much of the story, but you really just had somebody come in that just took advantage of that. And um, it's it, it, there were many moments in the movie that it was really hard to watch because, you know, that's the crazy thing about biopics is, you know, they, even no matter how fan, fantasized or over the top they may be, you know, even with some biopics that sort of veer away from the truth, it's still about a real person. And that sort of hit me the most as I was watching it is just remembering that this really happened to somebody and it's just sad, you know, and easily one of the greatest entertainers of all time. And you just can't help but feel a little bit heartbroken at the end. Um, but as a film, as a movie, it's it's great. I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, it's not perfect. Again, I think if you would have taken out those 20, 30 minutes, I absolutely would give this um, a perfect score. I just, I felt my ADD kicking in at a certain point, and I kind of lost focus for a bit. Um, but, you know, you, you you take out those those minutes, and 100% is 10 out of 10. Um, but that's just, you know, that's just my opinion. That's my thoughts on the film. All in all, I really enjoyed it. If you are a fan of Elvis, or if you're somebody like me who likes to try to watch all of the Oscar or Oscar bait movies, uh, you definitely got to watch it, especially if you have an HBO Max account. It's on there. You can watch it on the service. So, um, you know, you don't have to buy it. Just pay for, pay 16 bucks or whatever for a month and watch all the movies that are on there. There's a bunch of notable movies on there right now, like The Menu and and a few others, um, Amsterdam. So that'll probably be one of the next movies I watch is Amsterdam, just to give a little bit of a sneak peek. But yeah, Elvis was really good. I really, really enjoyed Elvis. Both Elvis and White Noise were very pleasant surprises. So those are my reviews. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace out.